This podcast is shaped, shaved, and shared by Elfscaped. Are your elf bits a little more furry than festive this time of year? Afraid to get too close to the Christmas lights for fear of a fire down below? Well, the Elfscaped Snowblower 4.0 Yeah is the only answer. Our patented skin-safe technology will keep your epidermis as smooth as Rudolph's nose. The Snowblower 4.0 Yeah is snowproof, iceproof, and with a 12,000 RPM motor, can smooth out the most unruly tangle of hair. Just ask Santa or Mrs. Claus. Purchase one Snowblower 4.0 Yeah and get an Elfin Ear Trimmer absolutely free. So don't wait. Shave those worries away with Elfscaped. Elfscaped is not a real product and is intended purely for satirical purposes. This program contains talk about criminal activity and may paint a not-so-flattering picture of some of your childhood heroes. It even includes a few cuss words and may not be appropriate for your youngins. So... You might want to earmuff them or send them outside to play. Thanks for listening. The following is a collect call from a person presumed nice until proven naughty. Santa Claus. An inmate at the Scriven County Correctional Facility. Yep, you heard that right. Santa Claus. My name's Richie Buck. I'm a former pest control technician, carpenter and sometimes wise man in my church Christmas program. As for my current situation, I'm an investipodster. And the jolly man you just heard on that recording? Well, last year he got locked up. This year, he's gone and busted out of jail. And guess who's going to drag him back to face the Christmas music? You can thank me later. This is season two of... Santa may be a criminal. An ongoing Yuletide investigation. You got anything else other than cookies and milk? Do you have something like bangers and mash? And this is the third day of Christmas. Happy Erection Day. I'm Bob Mata host of the true crime podcast, Defense Diaries. When I started this podcast with my executive producer, Darren Wood, we did it because we had hours and hours of interviews between John Wayne Gacy and my father, his trial attorney. Now we wanted the Gacy season to be nothing like what has been done before. We wanted to focus on the victims, not the killer. We wanted to focus on the investigation and the arrest, not the killer. We wanted to focus on the trial not the killer. We believe it is, without question, the unrivaled authority on the Gacy case, without it actually being about Gacy. This is literally not my father's Gacy story. In the second season of the pod, we dive into the case of Dr. Anthony Garcia, who currently sits on death row. I just so happen to have represented Anthony Garcia at trial. Law enforcement and prosecutors have been used nearly exclusively to provide all of us with their perspective as to all these cases that have been covered since true crime became a thing. But guess what? 
There are two sides to every story, and now it's the defense's turn. We will take you on the journey that will bring you into the war room with us as we tried the case. We will deep dive beneath the surface to give you our perspective. We don't believe that there's another podcast out there like us. So if any of that sounds like your thing, make sure you follow and subscribe on Apple Pods or Spotify or wherever you get your pods. Hello? Hello? Is anyone there? Hey, this isn't funny. All right, I'm hanging up. Hello, Richie. Santa? So you still remember the sound of my voice? Of course, how could I forget? Well, shoot. I was trying to disguise it. (laughs) Where are you? You know I can't talk about that. Did you fake your death? No, no, no. (laughs) There were these posts online. Don't believe everything you read, especially on the internet. I'm serious. Reggie, I didn't fake my death. And then suddenly, I remember how mad I am supposed to be at him. Damn it, Santa, you lied to me. When? When you told me you were innocent. I wasn't lying. (laughs) Well, then you were lying when you told me only the guilty one. Richie? You can't have it both ways. Life can't always be red and white, you know? Can it? And the phrase is black and white. (laughs) Not at the North Pole. Look, you're 42 years old. You, You know better. Who said you had to stop believing at 42? Santa Claus. Santa Claus did. You put me in a bad spot, a real bad spot, between a rock and a hard place bad. So? So, so, so. Don't you mean ho, ho, ho? I can't say that anymore. It'll blow my cover. That's why I was trying to disguise my voice. (laughs) Your cover. Where are you? I've told you already. I can't tell you that. I'm a wanted elf. Top ten down here. Top twelve up there. I'm gonna find you. I promise. And then Santa Claus hung up on me. If you want somebody to keep your dog safe and your children safer, I'm your guy, Dewberry. Because remember, things will get scary if you don't have Dewberry. This ad was paid for by the Itty Bitty Committee for Georgia Sheriffs to protect dogs and babies. Uh, Today, thankfully, is the last day we have to put up with any of that nonsense. The nonsense I'm talking about is political advertising. And the quote, last day, unquote, is... Well, until the next election rolls around. But I'm proud to carry out my civic duty. I'm going to cast my vote and elect someone to represent me and my interests, blah, blah, blah. My voter precinct is in the gym of a local public elementary school. It's a beat-up place. Beat up, but still standing. Kind of like the rest of us after the last couple of years. I'm sorry, sir. You can't bring that in here. Huh? This is a polling place. You can't bring that microphone and contraption thingy in here. 
this is not a contraption thing. It is a pretty expensive field recorder. Oh, great. Well, that's nice to know, but you can't bring them in here. Well, I can't leave them outside. And you can't bring them in here. That leaves us with a conundrum, don't it? Conundrum. Slight inconvenience. It left us with something, but I was determined to vote. I think we've gotten off on the wrong foot. I'm Richie Puck. Brad. Brad. Nice to meet you. Thank you so much for volunteering for this important election. I need to see your ID. Right. Look, I just want to cast my ballot and leave. Me too, but I'm stuck here till Verna gets back from lunch at 9.30. She eats lunch at 9.30 a.m.? No, she eats lunch at 8.30, but it takes her 45 minutes to drive across town. It's not a big town. She's 80. Oh, sure. Um, how about this? Just hold it for me. What? Just hold the mic and my recorder right here at the table until I get done voting. What if someone comes in? I look at the door, which is still open. Beyond it, I can see the empty parking lot. I think I even see a tumbleweed bounce by. And we ain't tumbleweed territory. You serious? I decide not to press the issue, but since my truck won't lock, something new has just started happening, I don't want to leave my stuff out there. Just let me do this, please. Ugh, fine. Now don't touch anything, and don't do anything with it. It's not a toy, you know. I know. It's an expensive... Field recorder. I heard you. <laughs> All right. I give him my most serious look, and he smiles. Then I walk to the ballot box. Ah, uh, hello? I see dead people. All the time. So you've probably sorted out that today is election day, and I have a few very important decisions to make, none of which are more personal than my vote for the office of sheriff. Either I cast my ballot to re-elect Sheriff Bradley Dewberry, faithful lawman who has served our county well for a number of years, he's also my cousin, or vote for Detective Samantha Strong, who treats me like a grass stain or a favorite pair of church bridges. I mean, most of the time, I feel like she wants to thump me in the forehead. <sighs> that was harder than I thought it'd be, to be honest. Hey, thanks for holding it. No problem. I, I promise I didn't do anything. I am your father. There he is. How was your participation in the democratic process? As you probably well know, election day is on a Tuesday. And Tuesdays, while wildly bad for humankind throughout its history, have been okay for me recently. Because on Tuesdays, Dr. Myra Abernathy insists that we have tacos. And tequila. And tequila. But today, I have something a little extra to talk to her about. I haven't told her yet that last Tuesday, after our tacos, I got a call from Santa Claus. I wanted to make sure the timing was right. The waitress brings our margaritas. Looks delicious. You see, Myra has never been a big fan of Santa. Not from the beginning. Not from the moment we met. But I'm wondering, after seeing all this, if she has any different thoughts. Well, I mean, he's guilty. He's guilty of sin. Another margarita, please. I'm sorry, Richie. It's just, I call it like I see it. I don't blame her. She's a psychologist, after all, and she's dealing with a hell of a lot more neurons firing up in her noggin than I am. And while my head is with her, I mean... I am going to bring Santa Claus back here to face the court system, because I'm now convinced he did run down Ruthie Parker Guest, 
and he did it intentionally. But my heart, it's still conflicted. I don't think it's him. I think it's Christmas. I think it's those memories that I have with my mom and my daddy. I think it's that smell of chestnut bacon roasting over the fire pit. I think it's all of those things wrapped up into my mind. Richie, sweetheart, do you want me to refer you to someone? Excuse me? Well, I've got a friend. She might be just what you're looking for. For what? Well, she's, um, medium. Are we talking shirt sizes? I'm lost. No, you silly goose. She's a psychic. Okay, what good would that do me? Here, drink this, please. You're really wound up right now. She slides over a shot of tequila. I take it, and it burns my gullet going down, but she's right. I feel immediately loosened up. Sorry, I'm just a little stressed. Well, maybe we can do something about that later. But first, I want to introduce you to my friend. We meet Myra's friend after the break. Reverie. The state of being pleasantly lost in one's thoughts. A daydream. But what if those daydreams turn to nightmares? Reverie True Crime shines a light on the dark tragedies that have happened and are continuing to happen all throughout the world. We interview and work with families to bring awareness to forms of injustice. We explore the depths of cases from around the world to include missing persons, mysteries, and more. Reverie True Crime is found wherever you're listening to this podcast. Remember, you don't have to live in fear, but stay aware of your surroundings. Stay safe and take care. Here we are! Where we were was the mall. And by mall, I mean a place that was sort of like the Amazon of 15 years ago. You went there to get all your retail shopping and lunch at one go. It was convenient, then. We're at the mall. I can't get anything past you, can I? Myra takes my hand and leads me through the virtually empty food court. We approach the escalators. Thankfully, the up escalator is working. Though when we leave, we'll have to find the stairs or an elevator to get back down. And we eventually wind up at a quaint little storefront. The glass is tinted and the name out front is Reverie Crypt Clairvoyant. I was actually looking up RC Cola and my keyboard got stuck on RCC. Let me hear. Jasmine has talked to my nan, my mum and my dearly departed puppy Winston. I gotta be honest, I'm skeptical. I mean, who believes in this hocus pocus? She'll help you locate Santa Claus. If you say so. You go in. I'm going to run over to Spencerson's gifts. She kisses me on the cheek and I open the door. Inside, there's a sharp smell of incense. My eyes start to burn and I wipe the tears away. Suddenly, I see a figure appear from the darkness. Hi there. You must be Richie. How did she know my name? I am. I've been waiting for you since... He escaped. You have? I have. Come on back to the reading room, honey. I follow her past books, vials, scrolls, wind chimes, and jars of what appear to be herbs to a back room. There, in the middle of the room, is a small table with a black tablecloth on it. 
You've never done this before, have you? Wow, you're good. Oh, that ain't part of the reading. I can just tell you're nervous. Oh, well, no, I haven't. I haven't ever really believed in any of this, to be honest. But Myra convinced you? She references the chair on the opposite side of the table from her, and I sit. She did? You like her. Excuse me? Myra, you like her a lot. Yeah, she's nice. Nice means a lot to you. Nice means everything to you. That's why all this is so hard. Have we started already? There ain't no start and there ain't no end to this. It's just how I see the world. Okay, well, I'm not really here for reading about my love life. I understand. Well then, let's get to why you're here. Well, she holds up her hand to stop me. I quickly zip my lips. Santa Claus. I nod, unsure of whether I'm allowed to speak yet. I see slot machines and playing cards. Las Vegas. And now, they're gone. Gone? He ain't in Las Vegas, sweetie. He's not? Afraid not. She closes her eyes and tilts her head back, lifts her hands up and starts to move her fingers fluidly. I gotta say, I don't know what the hell is going on. I know you don't know what the hell is going on, but sometimes you gotta stir the pot to get to the good bits. Damn, she's good. I see lots of red and green. Well, Christmas, that makes some sense. Shh. Sorry. He's with someone. I'm seeing sunglasses. Male or female? Male. They seem like friends for a long time. Like this man is hiding Santa out. Hmm. I'm getting Georgia. Well, that makes sense because he was here. This vision is real tough. It's almost snowy. I'm only seeing it in pieces. I see a few lumps of coal. Good. He deserves them. He's sad. Also good. No. He's sad because you're sad. I ain't sad. He knows he let you down. Is this a psychic reading or a psychiatry appointment? I could get that done with Myra. Well, why did he do it then? That's what I'd ask him if I saw him in person. You'll get a chance to ask him face to face. I will. You're gonna find him. I can't see where he's at at the moment, aside from what I've just told you. This is different. It most certainly is. I heard that. Then Jasmine the medium balls up her fists and takes a deep breath and opens her eyes. (sighs) I'm sorry. That's all I got. Thanks. That's a few clues. To recap, lots of red and green. He's not in Las Vegas. He's with a male companion. There are lumps of coal, and he might be in Georgia. Oh, and he's sad he let me down. Thanks for your time. You're a sweet soul. How much do I owe you? Nothing. This one's on the house, so I can be on the nice list. I've been on the naughty list so long, I could open up my own coal refinery. (laughs) Well, I probably don't have the same sway that I used to. Don't underestimate yourself, Richie Buck. I stand. Not sure whether I'm supposed to just leave or shake her hand or hug her neck. Okay. Bye. I opt for an awkward half wave and start out of the room. Richie? I turn back to her. Your mama and daddy say hi. What? They miss you and love you and they're proud of you. Oh. 
And they want you to find Santa, too. This has taken an unexpected turn. What do they think about Myra? I thought this wasn't a relationship reading. Well, since you got him on the line. They think she's nice. Nice, huh? And nice means everything to me. Back at home, I'm trying to sort out my feelings about Santa, about Mama and Daddy, about Myra. What's she calling me for? Hello? Richie? Hi, Karen. When were you planning on calling me? About what? My husband. He's alive. Oh, right. He called you. He did? How did you know that? I have pretty high connections at the FBI. They see you when you're sleeping. They know when you're... Yeah, I, I remember. Listen, I've been a bit busy. With your little girlfriend. You know about Myra? We know everything about Myra. Look, I don't know where he is. He wouldn't tell me. I asked. He wouldn't give it up. Well, I think you need to come back. What? To the North Pole. Why? Because Christmas is in trouble. Christmas is not in trouble. It got delivered last year. You haven't seen what it's like up here. The workshop is in chaos. Tato Tannenbaum has the elves dang near ready to strike. Mayor PP is tearing down a statue of my husband as we speak and erecting one of himself. <laughs> PP, huh? Happy Erection Day. This isn't funny, Richie. I'm sorry, it's just Election Day here. There's some irony there. Speaking of, I flip on the television to check out the returns. Karen, hang on, I'm getting another call. Just get up here. I'm sending a ticket. You'll have it tomorrow. Bye. You say they're strong. You're not going to believe who I just spoke to. Karen Claus. She wants me to come back to the NOPO. Says there's trouble there. When? She says she's sending me a ticket tomorrow. Are you going? I reckon I am. She said Christmas is in trouble, and that's why I stuck my nose in all this to begin with. Anyhow, what's up? Have you been watching the results? I just turned them on. Why? Well, I lost. Richie, did someone say erection day? Oh, God. Santa may be a criminal was conceived at a Holiday Inn Express in Roswell, Georgia, after the True Crime Atlanta Live event by a flock of lovely podcasters and Jason Usry, Rebecca Sebastian, Shiloh Katniss, Scott Musgrove, Mickey Cat, and a few rogue elves. To become a rogue elf, head over to Patreon where you can be naughty, nice, a V-I-E, that's a very important elf, or even the mayor of the world. That's patreon.com slash Santa Maybe. Santa Maybe a Criminal is part of the Glassbox Media family, the premier podcast platform for both creators and brands. Santa Maybe a Criminal is written by Jason Ussery, hosted by Richie Buck, podcast production and editing by Richard Buck, social media designed and delivered by Ricardo Buck, website management by Ricky Buck III, all other duties as assigned to Richard Buck. 
Santa Slay Sound Design by Captain Fat Hands. Music and sound effects licensed by paying through the ears to multiple royalty-free audio providers, not the least of which are Epidemic Sound, Soundstripe, and Motion Array. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to give us a five-star rating and write a review to get on the permanent nice list, or you can roll the dice. You've been warned. I'm going to leave you with a public service announcement from a great organization in the true crime space. Thanks so much for listening, and remember, always, always, always be nice. When a person goes missing, their loved ones often find themselves overcome with worry and grief. Bruce Maitland started the 501c3 nonprofit organization Private Investigations for the Missing because he knows this feeling all too well. When Bruce's daughter Brianna disappeared in March 2004, he was surrounded by licensed private investigators dedicated to finding her. Now his mission is to provide dedicated private investigators at no cost to other families of the missing, desperate for answers but without the financial means. Private Investigations for the Missing needs your help. To read the mission statement, make a donation, and keep up with our blog, visit us at investigationsforthemissing.org and follow us at PI for the Missing on Twitter and Facebook and Investigations for the Missing on Instagram. Because forever is too long to wait.